Would you pray with me? Almighty God, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts be acceptable to you, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Christ is risen. Christ, Christ is, is risen indeed. We have finally made it through the journey of Lent, and now we're able to celebrate the holiest day of the Christian calendar year, Easter Sunday. Although the resurrection of Jesus Christ is always a topic that we reflect on throughout the year, we pay particular attention to the resurrection event today. Each year, on the first Sunday following the first full moon after the vernal equinox, we celebrate a unique defining moment in the history of the world, the resurrection of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. It's an event that not only demonstrated the special nature of Jesus Christ, but it also marked a unique opportunity for humanity to experience salvation from sin. Because of Jesus Christ's crucifixion and resurrection, a bridge has been built between us and God, whereby our sins can be forgiven and our relationship with God can be restored. It didn't initiate the divine nature of Jesus. He had always, he had always been and already was the Son of God from the moment of his birth and even before that throughout all time. But the resurrection did somehow enable the possibility of humanity to be renewed, restored, and forgiven. And interestingly, the resurrection did not necessarily mark the moment when Jesus Christ was widely accepted as God's Son. As we see in our passage today, the announcement of the empty tomb by the women who had seen it was not initially believed by the other apostles. Peter was the only one curious enough to run to the tomb and see for it for himself. But he didn't know what to make of it. He went home amazed at what had happened. Did he really know at that point what happened? The four gospel accounts differ in the details of who first witnessed the tomb and whether there was an appearance of angels or not when they arrived and how the report of the witnesses was received by the other followers of Jesus. For the most part, people didn't seem to know how to make out with that report from the empty tomb. I suspect the reports would have been met with attempts to rationally explain what the women had seen. Maybe they went to the wrong tomb, or maybe someone moved the body, or maybe Jesus' body was just in a corner of the room and they missed it. Resurrection probably would probably not be the first thought in their minds. But the story today stands as a defining moment in the Christian faith. Despite the inconsistency of some of the details, Christians around the world have come to the same conclusion on the third day after Jesus had died and was buried. He arose again. The variations in the gospel accounts have been attributed to subtle differences in the intentions of different gospel authors or simply the difficulty of trying to account for such an unusual event. But focusing on the gospel variations misses the point. Jesus Christ was resurrected. 
And the reason people eventually came to believe in the resurrection throughout the world is the same for those in the first century as it is for us today in the 21st century. People have experienced the risen Christ. In the first day after Christ's resurrection, before his ascension, there were accounts of him physically appearing to Mary Magdalene, Peter, two disciples journeying on their way home to Emmaus, and to many other disciples. And since his ascension, people have encountered Jesus in many different ways over the centuries. This is why we celebrate the empty tomb today. Not because the man's body was missing, but because the Son of Man was glorified by God through his resurrection. And somehow, in that process, salvation was made possible for all humanity. The Son of Man now sits at the right hand of God and continues to make his presence felt to us here on earth through the Holy Spirit. When we experience the presence of Christ in our life, and look back at that moment when the women discovered the empty tomb, we begin to understand the magnitude of the importance of that moment. The passage from Luke, which we read this morning, tells us that Mary Magdalene, Joanna, Mary, the mother of James, and the other women who were disciples of Jesus, decided to go to the tomb on the first day of the week with spices and ointments. They had followed Joseph of Arimathea when he took Jesus' body and laid it in the tomb. So they knew where his body was laid. One may wonder what was going to happen in their minds as they set out on that journey early Sunday morning. Were they going there just as a matter of duty? Or were there other thoughts and motivations that were driving them? Perhaps they were hoping to use this time to reflect on the ways Jesus had made them feel while he was with them, how he healed them, inspired them, loved them, cared for them, and opened their hearts, minds, and souls. Perhaps they were looking for one more opportunity to experience those feelings while performing an act of loving kindness and gratitude for those gifts that he had given them. In the midst of the sorrow and pain, they went to the tomb looking for Jesus. But the body of Jesus was missing. And instead, they encountered two men in dazzling clothes. The men suddenly appeared next to them while they were in the tomb and asked them, Why do you look for the living among the dead? The description of the men and their sudden appearance leads us to think of them as divine messengers or angels. Perhaps from the point of view of the divine realm, it was obvious that Jesus had been resurrected. Of course he's not in the tomb. These divine messengers were fully aware of the significance of what had happened. But they seemed to be lacking in cross-cultural sensitivities to their human counterparts. From the point of the view of the human perspective, we don't easily see the divine, even when it's right there standing in front of us. We need a little guidance, maybe a lot of guidance, to help us find that path of, toward discovering the truth of our own reality. Our vision of the sacred is sometimes clouded by personal desires and impulses, which can lead us down the wrong path. 
In our search for relief from the trials of life, pain of loss, the emptiness of loneliness, the absence of passion, we sometimes find ourselves lurking in the realms of death while searching for life. We might try to find solutions to our personal dilemmas and things that give temporary relief of symptoms of deeper issues that, if not properly addressed, can lead to worse circumstances. Or we sometimes strive for gratification in ways that grant short and shallow moments of happiness at the expense of long-term experiences of emptiness and sadness. This may be difficult for divine messengers to understand, but Jesus understood. Jesus understood because he walked this earth just like us. He experienced loss, rejection, loneliness, hunger, all the difficulties, all the difficulties that we could possibly go through. But he also experienced joy, happiness, and love. He knows what it's like to be tempted, to be angry, and to experience scarcity while others around him live in abundance. Jesus knows firsthand what it's like to be human and what it's like to be divine. His unique role as the Son of God and Son of Man seems to give him the opportunity to bridge that chasm between humanity and divinity. And fortunately for us, he chose to fulfill that role. While Jesus walked the earth, he imparted wisdom to his followers. He gave us lessons about living life to the fullest and told us what to expect when our time on this earth comes to an end. The two angels reminded the women of what Jesus had said to them previously in Galilee, that the Son of Man must be handed over to sinners and be crucified, and on the third day rise again. And they remembered what he had said before. Perhaps they weren't sure what Jesus meant when he first made this statement. I mean, he often spoke in metaphors and parables. They may not have thought of taking this particular message literally at the moment. It is a rather peculiar series of events to describe. But this is exactly what happened. Jesus was rejected by the religious authorities, handed over to the Roman soldiers who beat and crucified him, and was resurrected on the third day. Those who had come to the tomb looking for Jesus were looking in the wrong place. Where do you look for Jesus? Where do you look for God? Where do you look for the solace when faced with seemingly insurmountable problems in life? It may not seem to be a crisis that motivates us to search for God, it may be that simply that divine spark of God that exists in all of us, that image of God that exists in us, that nudges us to seek the source from which we came. Christ beckons us to be in relationship with him, with God. But we must be attentive to our surroundings and ensure that we are on the right path. For example, this weekend we have the unique situation where the Christians are celebrating Easter while the Jews are celebrating Passover and the Muslims are also celebrating Ramadan, all on the same weekend. All of us believe in a God of peace and compassion, but some holy sites in Jerusalem have been experiencing violence this weekend 
as different groups vie for control and physical, uh, physical structures and symbols that are revered in their faith for different reasons. In their search for God, some seem to have gotten lost in the maze of hostility and vengeance, losing sight of the divine realm that these structures and symbols were intended to point us toward. Today, we remember the empty tomb with special reverence because it symbolizes the resurrection of Jesus. The tomb, was among, the tomb among the dead is only a symbol of the divinity of the living Christ. And the divine Christ, who accepted crucifixion and resurrection, leads us to an understanding that we are all beloved children of God, who has prepared a path for us to be restored in a deep, loving relationship with God. If you've never experienced the risen Christ before, or if you're feeling disconnected and unsure of your faith today, I hope and pray that you will be touched by his presence in a special way. And when that happens, I pray that Christ will open your heart and mind so that you will experience the fullness and the abundant life that we all so desperately yearn for in which God has so graciously offered to us. Today is a celebration of the risen Christ, because Christ is risen. Christ is risen indeed. Amen.